You're listening to ReachMD. And this episode of Project Oncology is sponsored by Lilly. On today's program, we're joined by Dr. Uday Hassan, who's a senior staff pathologist at Henry Ford Health System in Michigan. Dr. Hassan is here to share a brief overview of the updated ASCO and CAP joint guidelines and their recommendations in the ongoing mission for improving the accuracy of HER2 testing in breast cancer. Here's Dr. Hassan now. So usually we test for HER2 for every first time diagnosis of breast cancer. Most of the time it's on a biopsy specimen. Sometimes it's on a resection specimens. And sometimes also we retest for HER2 on resection specimens, even after we have done the test on a biopsy specimen. So we have two ways to test for HER2. We have the immunohistochemistry method and we have the incytohybridization method. Some labs will do both tests at the same time. Most of the labs will start with the immunohistochemistry, and later, if they get an equivocal result, will resort to incytohybridization. At my institution, we start with the immunohistochemistry, and with the immunohistochemistry, we have four categories of results. We have the first category, which is when we call it positive, when we have complete circumferential intense membrane staining in more than 10% of tumor cell. We call it plus three, and positive, and these patients are candidate for her to targeted therapy. And then we have what we call two negative with a score of zero. When we have no staining and we have very faint staining in less than 10% of tumor cells, and this is negative, the patient is not a candidate for her to targeted therapy. We have also another subset of negative HER2 by immunohistochemistry we call to plus one. When we have faint staining, faint incomplete staining in more than 10% of tumor cell. Again, these patients are negative for HER2, and they are not candidate for HER2-targeted therapy. And the last group is what we call equivocal, plus two. When we have intermediate complete membrane staining in more than 10% of tumor cells. This patient, we call them equivocal on immunohistochemistry, and in these cases, we would resort to incytohybridization. Uh, there are other very rare situations. For example, when we have complete strong membrane staining in less than 10% of tumor cells, also these cases we will call equivocal plus two, and we will resort to incytohybridization. So for incytohybridization, we have two methods. We have the chromogenic incytohybridization, or what's called SISH, and the fluorescent incytohybridization, or what's called FISH. Some labs use the SISH, some labs use the FISH. At my institution, we have both. Most of the time using the SISH, the chromogenic incytohybridization. And in this method, we look at the HER2 gene itself, which is present at the long arm of chromosome 17, and we look also at the centromere of chromosome 17. We calculate a ratio for the numbers of HER2 copies and the number of centromere copies, and also we look at the absolute at the average absolute copy number of the HER2 gene. And when we do the incytohybridization, we end up with five groups. Two groups at the end of the spectrum are the easy and definitive ones. The first group is what we call group one, is when we have a ratio between the HER2 gene and the centromere more than two, an average HER2 copy number per cell. We look usually at 20 cells. If the average is more than four and the ratio is more than two, this case is positive for HER2 amplification and the patient is a candidate for HER2-targeted therapy. 
The other end of the spectrum is what we call group five, is when we have a ratio between the HER2 genes and the centromere less than two, and an average copy number of the HER2 gene in 20 cells of less than four. These patients are negative for HER2 amplifications and are not candidate for HER2-targeted therapy. Then we have three groups in the middle. The first group is the group two, is when we have a ratio of HER2 to centromere, which is more than two, but the, copy, the average copy number of HER2 is less than four. This is technically equivocal at this step, and we resort to some uh, to additional steps. The next step here would be the person who, who is reading, assessing in cytohybridization should go back to the IH immunohistochemistry slides from the same tissue he is looking at the in cytohybridization and score the IHC again, the immunohistochemistry again. If he scored it again as equivocal, then another person should go back and read at least 20 other cells for in cytohybridization, and this person should be blinded to the previous SISH results. Group 3 is kind of a similar situation. Group 3 is when we have a ratio of less than 2 between the HER2 gene and the centromere, but an average copy number of HER2 per tumor cell of more than 6. In this case, again, the person who is reading the cyst should go back to the immunohistochemistry slides from the same tissue and score them. If he scored it as equivocal, again, as plus two, then another person blinded to his results should rescore the incytohybridization, counting at least 20 tumor cells. The last group is group four. Group four is when we have a ratio of less than two but the copy number, an average copy number of HER2, more or equal to four, but less than six. In this case, again, the person who scores this in cytohybridization should resort back to the IHC slide, read the IHC slide from the same tissue sample here at the in cytohybridization, and score them. If he scores the immunohistochemistry as two plus, then another person blinded to his results should rescore the incytohybridization, counting at least 20 tumor cells. So technically, this is new ASCO and CAP guidelines. And the improvement it provided is that with the previous guidelines, even after we resort to FISH or SISH, we still had a category where we would call it HER2 equivocal. And then we will leave the medical oncologist with the dilemma on what to do with the patients because with these patients, they don't have a definitive answer is the patient is a candidate for HER2-targeted therapy or not, and they will have to make a decision based on their clinical judgment or other finding. With the new ASCO and CAP recommendation, we eliminated the equivocal category from the SESH. So whenever we report HER2, we have a definitive report. We have a definitive results, whether it's negative or positive. And from this results, the medical oncologist can move on making a, a, a treatment decision. This episode of Project Oncology was sponsored by Lilly. To revisit any part of this discussion and to access other episodes in this series, visit ReachMD.com slash Project Oncology, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.